0: One yeah.
1: And welcome back to the Music Matters Media Podcast. I am your host, Lisa. And I'm Eric. And we are back today with our last episode, our final farewell of 2019. Today, we're going to be talking about our top 10 albums of this year.
0: Man, last episode, time flies. It's crazy.
1: It really does. And Eric, I am very excited to jump into this list today because so many great albums were released this year. What a big year in music 2019 was. And I don't know about you, man, but putting this list together was super difficult for me. That's why I gave us the leeway of five honorable mentions because a top 10 to narrow it down was just the struggle was real.
0: Absolutely. Like, creating the top 10 was hard enough, but not having these honorable mentions included, this list would have been all the more difficult to come up with.
1: You know what, Eric? It was really excruciating to narrow these picks down, but we have to do it. We have to do it.
0: Some sacrifices have to be made, unfortunately. I said that in our last top 10 for 2018, and it's No less true now.
1: And here we are again with our top 10. So as we did last year, we are going to go from number 10 all the way to our number one most favorite album of the year. But before we can get into that, as always, you guys, we have our top three international countries of this week. Eric, you ready?
0: Ready. It's the last one of the year, so let's see.
1: And to kick off the last one of the year... In our number three spot, making our top three for the very first time ever,
0: is Ireland. Wow, Ireland. Welcome,
1: guys. Welcome, Ireland. I know my dad is going to be very excited about this. I am half Irish, and uh, he's going to be very excited when he hears this. He's going to definitely get a kick out of that.
0: (laughs) That is so awesome, having a new country on the last episode of 2019.
1: Right? I mean, it doesn't get better than that. It's super exciting. Ireland, we are so happy to have you on this list. The very last day of 2019, can't thank you enough. Last episode, last day, Ireland made our top three for 2019. They just made it, but they're here and we're happy to have them. Welcome, guys. Coming in our number two spot, we have Israel back again.
0: Wow. Very nice. Always nice to see
1: them. Very nice to see Israel. They've been popping in and out of our top three throughout the year. Right now, they made our number two spot. Congratulations, you guys. And also, a frequent top three contender is our number one spot for this week. We have Australia. Welcome back,
0: Australia. Welcome back, indeed.
1: And there you have it, you guys. That is our top three of this week. We have Ireland at number three. Israel at number two and climbing all the way to our top spot for the last episode of 2019, we have Australia. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to click, play, and listen to our podcast. We cannot thank you enough. Thanks for sticking with us throughout this entire year. It means the world to both Eric and I. And we can only hope that you guys keep on coming back for more in 2020. We have a lot of great surprises in store for you. 2020 is going to be one hell of a year. I could promise you that. Eric, I have a lot in store for 2020,
0: man. I can't wait, man. And I also just want to say it wouldn't be a final episode without thanking you guys for staying strong even during our mini hiatus. That was really awesome to see that you guys were still invested even while we were away for a little bit. And we just can't thank you enough for that. Thank you for staying loyal to us and for always tuning in and for just still being there even when we're absent thank you so much for that.
1: Seriously, you guys are so incredible. We cannot thank you enough. We love you guys so much. And like I said, I have a lot in store for Music Matters Media in 2020. 2020 is going to be a huge year. Even Eric has no idea what is up my
0: sleeve, but I promise you it will be worth the wait. It's going to be awesome, man. New year, more surprises.
1: And with that being said, you guys going into the new year, if you want to make it into our list next week or any week after that in 2020, all you have to do is share this podcast with your friends, with your families, with any loved ones you may have, and we could be shouting you out next. So Eric, let's dive right into it because we have a lot to get through today. We'll start out with our honorable mentions in no specific order I told Eric, pick five honorable mentions that just didn't quite make the cut, but they were solid, really good albums that came out this year and should be acknowledged. So what are your five honorable mentions?
0: So my five honorable mentions in no particular order are Lizzo, because I love you. Billie Eilish, when we fall asleep, where do we go? Avoid one thing right here where you left me. Olivia Jean, night owl. And this is kind of a mouthful, so bear with me. But her name is Hildur Gunadotir for the Joker soundtrack.
1: Ooh, nice addition. Very nice addition.
0: Yeah, she is an Icelandic musician. In particular, she is a very accomplished cellist. And this album just blew my mind. I fell in love with it immediately. It complements the movie's grim tone perfectly. And, you know, this album is ultimately what, you know, really put her on my radar. I researched her and she's done other amazing work, other amazing soundtracks. She's fantastic.
1: What a unique pick to put on your honorable mentions list. Also, I just want to give a shout out to that movie in general, The Joker, one of the best movies, in my opinion, of 2019.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, it's mind blowing on every level and the soundtrack is no different. So check it out.
1: Nice list of honorable mentions, though. Really solid picks all around. I like your shout out to Lizzo and Billie Eilish, Olivia Jean, because we saw her live. That was also great. A lot of good choices
0: you had. So how about you? What are your honorable mentions?
1: Okay, my honorable mentions in no specific order. And some of these choices kill me that they're not on my actual top 10 list. But because the battle of making the top 10 list was so crucial this year... I had to do what I had to do, so it was excruciating, but here we are. At least I get to acknowledge these albums, so here we go. For my five honorable mentions, I have Social House, Everything Changed, the EP. I have No Rome, Crying in the Prettiest Places, the EP. I have The Main, You Are Okay, the album. Next up, I have Khalid's Free Spirit, the album. And last but certainly not least, I have Taylor Swift's Lover, The album. So, just to give a quick breakdown Social House, everything changed the EP. I was exposed to Social House because they opened up for Ariana Grande. They also helped a lot in the production of her album, Thank You Next. So, I'm very much excited to see a full project from these guys moving forward. Cannot wait to hear what a full album will sound like from them, but I am very excited about them. Some new talent on the horizon then next up with no rome i got exposed to no rome through the 1975 last year they came out with a single together called narcissist i love that song still to this day i bumped that song like crazy and ever since then it put me on to no rome and his ep that he dropped this year crying in the prettiest places i love the vibe of it and i'm also extremely looking forward to what a full project a full album will sound like from him so i cannot wait for that Then I have The Main, You Are Okay, and with this album, it did not make my top 10 albums of 2019. If you were to go back to our album review, you would come to find that I was actually pretty underwhelmed by this album in comparison to the rest of The Main's discography but then again the main set the bar really high with their last two albums American Candy being my all-time favorite from them thus far so in general I think that this is a good album it's a solid album there are still songs that I do return to on this album to listen to as a whole in their discography I was a little disappointed by it but I think it still deserves a shout out Because there are still some solid tracks that I go back to and return to on this album. And then moving forward, we have Khalid, Free Spirit. I have been a Khalid fan since American Teen Days. I think that his voice is so unique. I think what he brings to the table is extremely special. So soulful. And I cannot wait to see what he has next up his sleeve. I know that this year was a really big year for him. 2019, he went out on his tour, and he did really great numbers this year. And I am just so excited for him and to see what he's going to do next as well. He just recently dropped a single not too long ago called Up All Night. I love that track. Pretty much anything that he puts his touches on, whether he's featured or whether it's his own track, it is usually solid gold. So shout out to Khalid. And last but certainly not least, as I said before, we have Taylor Swift with Lover. And with this album, kind of similar to the Mains album and that situation of how I feel with that, I think in her discography with her previous work, it doesn't hold up as well. Um, but I think in general, as an album, it's a very fun, loving uplifting album and i'm very excited for her i'm happy for her that it seems like she's finally in a really great place in her life especially with her private life and her romantic life of course And I'm extremely happy for her. There are a lot of great tracks off of this album. I do think that it could have been condensed to a shorter amount of songs. However, there are a lot of standouts, including the title track, which I think that is going to be the wedding song of many people going into next year. I can call it now because it's such a very extremely sweet cute and emotional song. So there is that. I also love Cruel Summer. I also love False God. There were a bunch of standout moments on this album. I think as a whole, 1989 will still hold true as my favorite Taylor Swift record, but I think Lover does a good job of Taylor Swift returning to form after her rebellious phase of Reputation. And there you have it, you guys. Those are my five honorable mentions. Taylor Swift's Lover, Khalid's Free Spirit, The Main's You Are Okay, No Roams, Crying in the Prettiest Places, and Social Houses, Everything's Changed.
0: What an awesome list, man. I absolutely love your picks. Definitely some surprises in there. Some stuff that I already knew you liked. But, of course, was surprised to see in there. But not totally because you're right. This list was agonizing to make and there was only so much we can include in our top 10 but thankfully thanks to you we had a little leeway to include some other stuff that we would have wanted on there
1: in a sense though that means it's good problems to have because that means that this has been another great year in music and with that eric i want you to kick this off we'll go back and forth starting with our number
0: 10 pick i need to know what's your number 10 My number 10 is Nine by Blink-182. Nice! Yeah, I've been listening to this album so much ever since it came out. It had to go on my top 10 because it's just such an addicting album. It gets right what California doesn't, in the sense that, you know, there's less filler, more concrete songwriting, everybody is on equal footing. It's, you know, even though Matt is still relatively new, it doesn't feel that way anymore. Now it feels like he's a natural part of Blink instead of just being an add-on like he did on California. And everybody is just so in tune with each other on this album. It is really amazing to just really hear the new sound that they found. It's It just sounds so awesome.
1: Eric, I think that is so great that uh, Nine made your top 10. I wasn't sure if it was going to make it on your top 10, but that what a pleasant surprise that is.
0: Listen, I'd be lying to you if I said that this album hasn't been something that I've constantly been listening to. It has. I mean, it's so addicting. So many amazing songs that just get to you right away. You know, it it would be a lie if it wasn't on here.
1: Wow. That's great, dude.
0: (laughs) I knew that would make you happy. So how about you? What's your number 10?
1: All right. Coming in at number 10 on my list, we have the debut album by Bryce Vine called Carnival. Carnival. I love this album to death. Bryce Vine can do it all. He has such a great voice. The first song that I heard from Bryce Vine was La La Land featuring YG. And ever since then I was hooked and I went back and listened to his older EPs and I just fell in love with this dude's voice. I think that this album was super underrated. Really check out Bryce Vine's debut album Carnival. It is worth a listen. I think that... he picked the perfect amount of songs it's an easy listen and there are so many gems on here classic and perfect la la land featuring yg drew barrymore deep and shallow water so many great songs i also love his collaboration with loud luxury they're an edm group and that song that they came out with called i'm not all right that is a banger bryce vine is going to do amazing things in the future and yeah just give it a chance that's my number 10
0: very awesome always nice to have new talent on a top 10 list for sure
1: so eric with that being said number nine
0: so number nine this is a little bit of a weird one but i had to have it on here and it's another soundtrack it is the halloween expanded edition soundtrack by john carpenter
1: look at you with the soundtracks very nice eric cool pick
0: Yeah, you know, I had to include this one because even though technically this came out last year in 2018, the reason I put it on this year is because the expanded edition includes a lot more music and it really just (laughs) literally expands on just the whole thing. And it's just so cool to, you know, it's always awesome whenever artists release an expanded edition of something with additional music that just kind of gives it a little bit of a boost. And not that the soundtrack really needs it, you know, John Carpenter is still the master of horror when it comes to horror soundtracks, but when you have, you know, additional stuff to a John Carpenter album, it's it's always a win and he still knows how to really get goosebumps on people. This album is just fantastic from start to finish. You literally relive the entire movie. You don't even have to watch it. You feel it. It is awesome. And that's why I'd have to make my top 10, because it's it's just a classic, in my opinion.
1: Nice, Eric. I love your picks so far, because including your honorable mentions, because they're pretty unpredictable. But that's what I love about them.
0: Good. I'm very glad that you think they're unpredictable, because that's what I want. <laughs> All right. So what's your number nine?
1: Coming in at number nine, I chose the EP... Try Hard by the band Camino. If you've never heard of the band Camino, they are an up and coming band on the rise, indie rock band. And wow, these guys have heart and they can play and they can rock your world. Definitely worth checking this EP out. They are on the rise right now, and I'm telling you, they're going to blow up with the sound that they have. Try Hard was a fantastic ep from start to finish so many great songs on there and i really do believe that they are going to do amazing things moving forward and you better hop on the train now because it's
0: going that's really awesome i love your pick
1: thanks eric what's your number eight
0: slipknot we are not your kind
1: i knew this was gonna make your list i just didn't know where but i knew it was gonna make it
0: Yeah, you know, uh, this album is the first album in a while by the band, and I'm glad to hear that they are just as pissed off as ever. They've uh, got a couple of lineup changes here, but they haven't lost it. Uh, Going into this album, I think people had the impression that it was going to be similar to their second album, which was called Iowa, and that album is arguably their best, it's their most aggressive, it's their most no-filter, and... When they released the song called All Out Life last year for Halloween, actually, it had a very hard, dirty sound similar to Iowa. So everybody was like, oh, my God, they're going to make another Iowa. They're going to, you know, make an expansion of that. I feel like that's the impression a lot of the fans got. But then, you know, the more they started releasing singles leading up to this album, people started noticing that it was going to be a little bit more experimental and not as punishing all the way through but from what i've heard from fellow fans and from what i've heard myself even though yes this album is probably their most experimental in terms of sound it is no less punishing than anything they've ever done they're still pushing boundaries and they're still showing people why they're a force to be reckoned with in metal i love it
1: that album is truly making a lot of people's end of the year top 10 list and i can obviously see
0: why how about you what's your number eight
1: My number eight, I'm glad that you asked because it actually appeared on your honorable mentions list. My number eight is Cause I Love You by Lizzo, her album. Oh my goodness. Her along with the next pick that I have for my number seven, I would say arguably it was their year of 2019, just like how I said last year when we got on this podcast that 2018 was the year of Cardi B. I do believe that this was the year of Lizzo in 2019. She took over the airwaves and she just made such a statement. I mean, she is so talented. She can dance. She can sing. She's a multi-instrumentalist. She can play the flute. She is such a force to be reckoned with, and I think we have just only hit the surface of what Lizzo is truly capable of. I love this album from front to back. As soon as I heard her for the very first time, I knew that I wanted to check this album out, was not disappointed by it, knew it was going to make my top 10 albums at the end of this year. So glad that it did, and I cannot wait to hear more from Lizzo in the future.
0: This is exactly why I'm glad that we have an honorable mentions list, because it was just such a struggle putting this list together. And I wanted Lizzo to belong in one of these lists because, like you said, her album was spectacular. She is such an incredible singer, whether it's in the studio or live. She just blows me away. Her lyrics are just so awesome. You know, she's she's, such a performer. Yeah, she's such a performer. No, Her lyrics are everything. They're romantic, they're painful, they're sexual, they're everything you could ever want from an empowering woman such as herself. And this is definitely, definitely one of the best albums of the year.
1: Of course, that's why I had to make my number eight, because I Love You by Lizzo. So Eric, we're heading into our number seven pick. What's your number seven pick?
0: My number seven pick is Somebody's Knocking by the Mark Lanigan Band. This album, speaking of departures, is probably the biggest departure for Mark. You know, uh, he's mostly known for being grunge rock, and the stuff he's done throughout his solo career has been a departure from the stuff he did in The Screaming Trees. It's been more and more obvious as time has gone on. His solo stuff, half of it is rock, half of it is a little bit more experimental, but this album in particular is probably the most electronic-influenced stuff he's ever done. Going into it, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel because I'm not one that's really dabbled in electronic music too much, but he's really found an awesome balance to, you know, mix rock with electronic elements on this album. You know, the guitars are still there. They're not front and center as much as they've been on other albums, but he makes it work and it really makes for a very interesting blend of the two differing styles so I love this album a lot more than I thought I would. And his vocals, as usual, amazing, haunting, cryptic. Even when you've got that kind of dark music with Mark's and vocals, you can't go wrong.
1: And Eric, that is why I always tell people to try and be open minded because you never know what you might end up
0: falling in love with. Absolutely. So what's your number seven?
1: Well, just like Lizzo made your honorable mentions, this artist made your honorable mentions as well. And she made my number seven. It is When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go by Billie Eilish. Just as I mentioned before that Lizzo 2019 was the year of Lizzo. I also do believe that 2019 was the year of Billie Eilish. She came on the scene this year and she completely took over the radio and she had her tour and this was her big debut album. She's been building anticipation for a while now with her previous EPs and her single, ocean eyes which really broke her out onto the scene and made her popular to begin with so much talent at such a young age she literally just turned 18 and what an incredible voice this girl has Billie eilish i could listen to her read a dictionary and i would still be so captivated by every single word Because that's just the kind of voice and the kind of presence that she has. They literally recorded this album out of their bedroom, their childhood bedroom. And what an amazing album this is from start to finish. I wouldn't even call this just an album. I call it an experience. I knew from the moment I listened to it, it was going to make my top 10 albums of 2019. Billie Eilish, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go?, this is just the beginning for Billy as well.
0: Yeah, this is another album that I had to cl- include on either one of my lists. When I listened to it, it's it's an experience, man. You know, it's, it's not something you're definitely going to be prepared for, neither the music or her voice. She does a lot of vocal acrobatics on this one. You know, she can go from a really nice, low, sultry voice to almost a whimsical high. But, you know, it all sounds amazing. Just really adds more to the whole theme of the album and i love that it comes full circle at the end where she kind of gives us this montage of the lyrics from every song
1: i love when artists do that that's one of my favorite things in the entire world
0: yeah mine too it just just makes the album come full circle you know
1: john bellion did that with the human condition and uh when billy did this for her album it just made it that much more sweeter
0: Definitely. This is definitely somebody that I'm rooting for. And if this is her debut, I really hope that everything she does from this point forward is on that level, if not more epic, you know.
1: I agree. But Eric, I need to know, moving forward, your number six pick, what did you choose for your number six?
0: So for my number six, I picked Zarface and Faced Killa with their album, Zarface meets Ghostface.
1: Nice. I'm impressed by this pick, Eric. Okay.
0: Yeah. You know, this album from the beginning, just such an awesome listen. I love, I'm new to, to Zarface, but from the stuff I found out in my uh infancy with this band, with this group, actually, you know, they're just so cool. You know, they're really, they really know how to meld comic books and all that stuff with hip hop music they're very much about 90s hip-hop, and I just love that all three of them, L7, Esoteric, and Inspector Deck, because he's their, he's their frequent collaborator from the Wu-Tang Clan, I love that every album they do is different. They constantly have different guests on different songs, but I also love that they have guests for entire albums, and this is the case with Ghostface Killer, and he is a very welcome presence on this album. And it's just so awesome to hear all the different samples, all the different, you know, lyrical acrobatics. And, you know, I love the tempo changes in every song. It's like just when you think that they are going to stay with the same beat on one song, they change it halfway through and it just transforms the entire thing. It's just so freaking awesome. I love it.
1: I've been a fan of Ghostface Killer for a while now. So, Eric, having you pick this pick as your number six... That is really surprising to me, but in the
0: best way possible. So what's your number six?
1: I think you're going to be really excited about my number six pick because I know when this came out, we were both pleasantly surprised by this album, and that is Order in Decline by Sum 41. Thankfully, Sum 41 came back after 13 Voices, which was pretty... Disappointing and underwhelming for both Eric and I, who are big Sum 41 fans. We thought that their big return, they got Brown Sound back in the band, it was going to be a lot deeper than it was, especially after Derek getting clean and, you know, making this big comeback to music. And that album just wasn't what we thought it was going to be. However, with Order in Decline, three years later, we got the album that I think they were aiming for with their big return. With Order in Decline, I think that this time around, everybody is used to each other and they finally picked up their sound and they found the sweet spot of what they should sound like in 2019. This album is everything a Sum 41 album should be. It's angsty. It is aggressive. It is in your face. There are so many messages on this album from family dynamics to politics to heartache, everything
0: in between. I totally agree. I also love that Brown Sound is more front and center on this album. I feel like it's not that he wasn't underused on the last one, but I was just really hoping that he'd have more of a presence because everybody knows him as the heavy metal guy. Everybody knows him for his Riffs for his guitar solos, and I don't really, I didn't really feel that on Thirteen Voices. Whereas here, he just comes out full force. Everybody does, but especially him. And when we heard that first single, we were both like completely mind blown. (laughs) We were, you know, and so still one
1: of my favorite tracks off the album.
0: Yeah, and so the trick then was not getting our hopes up just in case, you know, it was going to be a repeat of Thirteen Voices. But thankfully, they avoided that and we got the album that we were waiting for
1: exactly and that's why it made my number six because the redemption that some 41 came back with was incredible with order and decline i also was able to see them on tour this year they kill it live if you've never seen some 41 live please go get a ticket as soon as they come to a venue near you you would not be you will not be disappointed they are one hell of a live band, and I'm so happy to say that they're finally back, and they mean it this time.
0: Hell yeah, they do.
1: Okay, Eric, we are headed to top five territory. This is a big deal. We're halfway through. What is your number five?
0: So my number five is by the artist-slash-actor Joe Keery from Stranger Things, Play plays Steve Harrington, for those of you who may not know. And he is going under the moniker. It's called, it's spelled D-J-O, but it's just pronounced Joe. And the album is called 2020. He actually made it when he was filming season two of Stranger Things, when he, uh, you know, relocated to uh, film the second season. He just kind of had a lot of spare time between breaks and he just started writing music and recording it. And unfortunately, as of this year, Joe Curie is officially no longer a member of Post Animal, which I've talked about on this show, because it's too many commitments to acting. You know, he's a rising star in the acting community, and so unfortunately, because he's getting more and more projects, he had to leave the band. And at first I was a bit disappointed in that, because I really loved Joe's contribution to Post Animal, but then I thought to myself, I get an entire album full of Joe's music, So it's really not that bad. I get to hear him in his own identity now. And I love what he brings on this album. You can definitely still hear the heavy psych rock of Post Animal, but there's also some pop elements in there. And it's just really cool to see him put all of his influences out on one project. He really makes it work. And also he's got special guests on there. He's got Matt Williams from Post Animal, he's got Colin Kroom from Twin Peaks on there playing drums. So he's definitely still in touch with his old bandmates and, you know, their influences are still on this album as well. So this had to make my my top five because I knew if I love Post Animal, I knew I was going to love whatever he puts out. And I hope that he can keep this going. I hope it's not simply just a side thing for him. I really hope that he can make it work along with his acting career, because I think he would have an awesome career. out to playing music.
1: Listen, we just have to be thankful that he didn't give up music altogether and that he's still contributing, even if it's through his own outlet, but it's better than no music at all, right?
0: Absolutely. And I highly recommend it to anybody. You know, not just if you're a fan of Stranger Things, obviously, but if you're a fan of Post Animal, definitely check out Joe. You're missing out if you don't. How about you? What's your number five?
1: Okay, so for my number five, it's kind of a cheat because it's two EPs. But in my mind, when I listen to this band, I listen to it all together straight through. And that is Strange Love and Everything Opposite by Simple Creatures. It's kind of a cheat, like I said, because they are two separate EPs. But every time I listen through it, I just listen to it like an album, a full album. So with that being said, they are both my number five pick, because Mark Hoppus and Alex Gaskarth, who knew that we needed this duo? I, for one, didn't. And listen, I listened to Blink-182 and All Time Low, respectively, and the combination of Alex and Mark's vocals and the dynamic that they have on stage in a live show is truly something out of this world. They really struck magic in a bottle with Simple Creatures and I highly recommend that you guys check this band out even if you are not a fan of Blink even if you're not a fan of All Time Low it really doesn't matter what they bring with Simple Creatures is something completely different completely new they cl- they are self-proclaimed uh, trash pop and it is everything that I could ever want it to be And these songs that they have on both EPs really have stuck with me throughout the entire year. We got Strange Love in the first half of the year, and then we got Everything Opposite in the last half. And both EPs were great, and that's why they made my number five.
0: Great pick, man. Like, I agree with everything you said, and I agree, too, if I had included them prior to my list, I would have definitely done the same thing. I would have included both EPs in one because I feel like you can't have one without the other.
1: Yeah, right?
0: You know, they're just... And also, they just flow well together. But yeah, you know, they're another artist that I listen to a lot. We had the privilege of seeing their... One of their first shows. So that was really awesome. And I just love how two seemingly unlikely, you know, musicians coming together. It just really works. And of course... They adapt their pop punk influences to their electronic sound and it just makes for some really awesome stuff that, like you said, no one thought they needed, but now they do.
1: Yeah, because now I can't live without it. So shout out to Simple Creatures. (laughs) All right, Eric, what did you choose for your number four?
0: My number four is Twin Peaks, Look Out Low. I've said so much about this album before and, you know, it's To me, it's their most classic rock-inspired album. It's definitely a departure from their earlier stuff, which is more punk. But I, what I love about this album is it shows how much they've matured and grown as musicians. You know, they definitely wear their influences on their sleeve, but you can tell that they contextualize it to this new generation. And that's, in my opinion, part of the reason why they have such a large fan base, because They take their influences and they know how to recontextualize them to, you know, really appeal to the youth today. And this album is just so fantastic because you've got a lot of different stuff. You've got some country influences on there. You've got some Allman Brothers influences on there, some Rolling Stones influences on there. My opinion, they are the Rolling Stones of this generation. Maybe that's a bold statement to some, but that's just how I feel. They've got the fan base for that. And I'm sure that that fan base is only going to grow as they keep going. And I just love that this album just really shows how much they've progressed, you know, each one individually and as a band. We saw them live. We know what kind of a live actor they are. They never fail at bringing it to the stage. And I'm glad that they never fail at bringing it to the studio. And if if this is their best example of, how accomplished they've become in recent years, I really can't wait to see what else they're going to do later.
1: I knew that this was going to make your list. Once again, I don't. I didn't know where this was going to fall, but I knew hands down this was going to make your list, especially after seeing them live and really getting a feel for why you love this band so much.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it's it feels so good to hear a band like this just write such a classic album. I can tell this is going to be you know, played for years and it's going to be talked about for years. And then just getting to see them live, it was just a dream come true. And, you know, I, I can only aspire to be as amazing as they are. So that's why this makes my number four. How about you?
1: I have thank you next by Ariana Grande. Another album that I knew was going to make it to my top 10 albums of 2019. It is my favorite album by her to date. The influences of R&B, hip-hop, trap, pop, everything that you could possibly want in an album. The production is out of this world. The best production that she's ever had yet. This was her redemption album after going through a tough time uh, between the year of 2018 and 2019. I love her work ethic by the way, because she just dropped sweetener towards the end of 2018. And we got thank you next in February of 2019. It doesn't get more dedicated than that. What a tour seeing her live on this tour was simply just incredible. The power behind her voice you almost can't believe that that voice comes out of that person uh truly incredible such a great performer i loved this album front to back i don't think there's a bad song on this album you and i reviewed this album on this podcast and i know you had very high praise to say about it and i just knew without a doubt this had to make my list i didn't know where it was gonna fall but thank you next by ariana grande simply her best work to date in my opinion
0: i knew this was going to make your list again (laughs) you know just, just like you said with twin peaks i wasn't sure where this was going to fall but i knew it had to be included in your top 10 and rightfully so
1: now with all that being said we are going into our top three albums of 2019 so eric what is your third favorite of 2019
0: my third favorite album would be Help Us Stranger by The and Tours.
1: Nice, of course, of course it is.
0: It's been 10 years since The and Tours, you know, released any music, so you better believe that I was excited for this one. You know, um, Jack White, he's always been productive, but especially so in the past couple years, released, released a solo album last year called Boarding House Reach. So naturally, when he finally made the announcement that the tours were releasing new music, I was like, yes, they've been teasing this for a while and they've never followed up on it. And now they're actually doing it. And, you know, my expectations were high. I I know that the, that's a classic mistake that, you know, you and I have made. And ba- when a band or an artist has a comeback or whenever they release new music. Oh, yeah. You know, we we're, we're always want them to you know supersede what they've done in the past or to at least do it just as well so when they released this album I was just hoping that it would be on a much more epic scale than the last one and boy they deliver I mean this is their strongest effort yet they haven't lost it one bit you know the classic rock influences are still there but I also love that they can just you know be as heavy as the best of them you know they've got such amazing songs you know as heavy as black sabbath sometimes which is really freaking cool and of course they've got classic rock influences in there as well leonard skinnard jack white hands down this is his best album with the Tours. his guitar playing is amazing it's probably the most lead guitar he's had on an album probably and he's not really known for that he's very minimalistic in the studio he'd rather show off his skills live so the fact that This album has a lot of lead guitar in it. Definitely makes it unique, in my opinion. And he goes all out because he's got new toys to play with this time. He's got a lot of really cool pedals, new guitars. So, this album is just a chance for him to really shine on the guitar. And of course, the songwriting is amazing. Brendan Benson, in particular, really shines on this album lyrically, musically. This album was just everything I wanted in a comeback. So, that's why it takes my number three spot. And, of course, we saw them live. What an experience.
1: What an experience. We spoke about that on the podcast. So if you haven't heard that one already, please go check that episode out.
0: Please do. All right. How about you? What's your number three?
1: Coming in, my number three spot. We have the Scary Nights EP by g Easy, And I got to tell you, Eric... Going into this EP, I was a super casual fan of G-Eazy. I've heard singles from him. The Beautiful and the Damned record that he put out in 2017 really broke him through. And that's what really put me onto him. And I like the grand majority of that album. But up until now, I was a pretty casual fan until scary nights the ep dropped back in october kind of giving you that halloween vibe right before halloween perfect timing and i just think that this is some of his best material yet it was one of those things where this ep was so good it made me want to go back into his catalog from the beginning and listen to everything back then up until now That's how much I loved this EP and I think that this is some of his best work to date and if this is a taste of what his up and coming album is going to sound like then sign me up because this EP is incredible. I listen to at least one or two songs off this EP daily. It's an extremely easy listen and I cannot wait to see what his full album is going to be like in 2020. So Scary Nights the EP that is my number three spot. What is your number two spot, Eric?
0: My number two spot, probably not surprising, This Land by Gary Clark Jr. I had to include this one. Not much to say about this one. I've sung his praises for so long, I've run out of things to say. This album is absolutely his best album to date, his most solid collection of songs, his best guitar playing. I always love it when a guitar player just gets better even when they don't need to, and this guy is proven to the world already how amazing he is and the fact that he's still climbing mountains is just a testament to his talent and this album really shows that saw him live the audience absolutely loved all the songs all the new music i loved it it was a religious experience seeing him live and listening to this album so that's why it had to be my number two
1: Amazing pick. I actually thought this was going to be your number one, so now I'm even more excited because I have no idea what's going to be your number one pick, but that's why I love when we do these lists, we do them and then we come here, we don't look at each other's lists, we have no idea going into it who picked what, and it's going
0: to be a total surprise, so I'm excited. All right, how about you? What's your number two?
1: Coming in my number two spot, which I just want to say before I announce it, I really thought that this was going to be my number one. I'm not going to lie. And that is Gashi, the self-titled album by Gashi. And it was his debut album. And how I got introduced to this artist was through Jay-Z's benefit concert at Tidal. Every year he does a benefit concert, and it's usually to raise awareness about a pending issue going on. And gosh he was there and he perform i had no idea who he was going into it and then he performed two to three songs and i looked him up and i go oh wait I have heard him featured on some other songs before. He was featured on this song called Creep On Me with French Montana, which was a summer hit last year. And then he came out with the song Roses over this summer, which I really liked, but I just never associated the name to the song. So when I saw him live, I really thought I had no idea who he was, went back, did some research, and just completely went into his full catalog. Once again, it's kind of like a cheesy moment where I just went all the way back and love it first listen. I ride for this guy so hard. I think that the best is still yet to come from him, and this was a really solid debut. This almost made my number one. I play this album daily, so that just goes to show you how into him I am. Uh, he's going on tour next year, and I'm going to see him in March, so I am very excited about that. Go check him out. Eric, here we go. I'm hitting you with a drum roll because we are about to hear your number one. What is your number one pick, your favorite album of 2019?
0: So you'll probably kick yourself because it, you probably wouldn't have guessed it, but it is Tool's *Fear Inoculum*. Ah
1: oh, yes. Oh man. You know what? Yes. You're right. You're right. Yep. I don't know why I didn't think of it, but of course
0: it is. It had to be this one. It was always going to be this one. I, from the get-go, before I even wrote anything out, number one, made a tool, for your Inoculum, because <laughs> this album has just been... You a know, long
1: time coming, first yes, of all. Yes, <laughs>
0: absolutely. You know, 13 years since the last album. How could I not be excited for it? this album, even though I had my reservations about it at first i just really needed to absorb it as much as possible and it is a masterpiece from beginning to end everything is just so amazing the drumming the bass playing singing guitar playing it is just a freaking masterpiece it's an absolute work of art it's it's everything you would ever expect from tool just more epic you know there's there every song on here is actually 10 minutes plus you know 10 minutes and change so that just shows you the dedication to their craft and it was a no-brainer from the beginning this was always going to be my number one that's all i have to say about it and now your turn what is lisa's number one album of 2019
1: anybody who truly knows me i know eric knows but he's not going to take away my shine and i really appreciate that It is Nine by Blink-182. Everything that Eric said earlier, I couldn't have said it better. They really surprised me with this album. Everything that they released prior to this album and the whole album cycle was a hot mess. And my expectations for this album just kept getting lower and lower throughout time. And I was really worried about how this was going to turn out. And... I couldn't be more happy to say that I was completely wrong and that this album is some of their best work to date. And that is holding it up to the classics outside of what I would like to call the trifecta of Enema the State, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, and their self-titled album, Outside of that, I think that nine holds up in a serious fourth spot for me thus far. I've listened to this album on repeat nonstop since it came out. And wow, I couldn't be more excited for Blink once again, because after California, there was a lot of things that needed to be worked on. I think Eric said it best. I think Matt feels Like he really came into his own on this album and he actually feels like part of the band now. And yeah, Nine has just so many bangers. Pin the Grenade. Oh man, that song alone is just, that's a classic Blink-182 song. If you don't love that song, then at this point, nothing that they do will please you. Because to me, when I heard that for the first time, that just took me right back to uh, the classic days. So with that being said i could go on and on and on you can listen to our album review of that so uh yeah blink 182 nine my number one my favorite album of 2019
0: very nice can't go wrong with it i actually kind of forgot that you were gonna pick that so it's it actually kind of was a surprise (laughs) in a way (laughs)
1: all right fair enough that's good i'm glad that you forgot so there you have it you guys those were our top 10 albums of 2019 along with honorable mentions don't forget you guys these were just our top 10 favorite personal picks but we want to hear from you what were your top 10 favorite picks of this year what made your top 10 we want to hear it all Head over to www.musicmattersmedia.com and let us know there. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at Music Matters Media. And we want to wish you a a very
0: happy happy new year Year, and and we'll we'll see you in in 2020.
1: 2020.